0: three
1: tuned into the navarro miller report featuring the
2: hottest news entertainment sports and all those topics for the mainstream audience the navarro miller report what's up
0: everyone welcome to the navarro miller report i'm your host dave navarro
2: and i'm jeremy miller
0: and uh well eh, the weekend is finally here jeremy and i feel good about it man how you feeling
2: it will be nice to have a couple days break
0: don't just start with me okay don't do that don't be that guy all right did i
2: say break from you because i I already know what you're thinking because i already know what you're thinking okay i am i'm
0: there in your mind right now
2: i never get a break from you so that couldn't possibly apply
0: You know, it it must feel good to live rent-free in your mind all the time, because I'm there. I'm there, buddy. Trust.
2: (laughs) You have a lot of confidence in yourself, don't you? Hey, I'm just saying, bro. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you call three times a day.
0: Hey, I only call to make sure that you understand the things that that I'm saying most of the time.
2: (laughs) And I still don't. (laughs) So.
0: <laughs> true. That's very true. That's right. But thank you for indulging me at least. Um, well, as as uh, as the weekend is here, and speaking of uh, you know uh, couples that are always fighting, <laughs> um, I actually found a TikTok that was actually pretty funny. It's a uh, it's a uh, uh, a gentleman that has a few rules when uh, when dating when dating a significant other and I don't think it I I, I don't know if these rules are actually a good thing or what but um, just take a look at it for yourself
1: this one is for the boys the five secrets to happiness number one find a woman who
0: can make you laugh number two find a woman who can cook number three find a woman who really listens to you number four find a woman who is amazing in bed and number 5 and this is the most important one make sure that these four women do not find out about each other <laughs> i don't think i
2: honestly don't think he survived that <laughs> he at least is getting a beating i mean you saw how she got up off the couch <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah that, that
0: that wasn't a good that wasn't a good sign at all for him um, but, um, i mean you know uh I mean, I got to tell you that at the end of the day, he's got a point. You know, you got to find those four women somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then people wonder why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stay too quiet over there, Jeremy. <laughs> hey,
2: what can I say? Am I supposed to brag? I found I found all of that in one girl. You know, I mean, I, I'm, luck, I'm a lucky, lucky man.
0: Oh, blink twice if she has a gun to your head right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually in the feed, so she's gonna kill me once when, when she sees me. I already know it. Oh yeah. You'll pay for this <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I already know it. It's that's a that's the dead fact right there um, but as we all know it is December it is the month of Christmas holidays so many wonderful things going on this month, but This video kind of depicts how most people feel when they wish somebody well just I mean the video will pretty much speak for itself.
1: Merry
0: Christmas. Merry Christmas? What if I don't celebrate Christmas?
1: Happy holidays.
0: Happy holidays. It's okay to say Christmas, you know.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: Finally some good service.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one was pretty funny, I got to say.
0: I mean, you can't beat them. You can't, like, you're damned if you are. You're damned if you're not. So why don't you just treat them like crap, you know, and they'll be happy with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I celebrate Christmas and I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. You know, if somebody celebrates Hanukkah, I mean, I have friends who, who are Jewish who celebrate Hanukkah. When that comes up, I wish them a happy Hanukkah too, you know. But in a daily greeting, if I'm saying hi or goodbye to somebody during the holidays, I'm going to wish them Merry Christmas. I'm sorry if that offends. It's my belief. And all I'm doing is wishing you a happy holidays. I mean, to me, it's the same people who get, you know, pissy when, you know, if you say I'm praying for you and they don't believe ah. in prayer or they don't believe in God. Well, why would you be offended by that if I'm offering I may not mean nothing to you, but I'm offering you something that means the world to me and is about one of the one of the most personal things I could do for you. True. You know, it's it's not a either or situation in my opinion.
0: Very true, very true, and you're right about that. I mean, personally, I just <laughs> When it comes to that it reminds me of Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation <laughs> as all the board members are going inside he's like merry christmas merry christmas merry christmas kiss his kiss my ass kiss his ass kiss, his ass. kiss your ass happy hanukkah happy <laughs> hanukkah Oh yeah <laughs> at the end of all that as, that's as the parade a parade <laughs>
2: of guys go walking by him I know <laughs> That's that that's what
0: I think when I see when I hear something like that but now now this one Jeremy is dedicated to you because you're a chef I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that you may enjoy this one because this young woman kind of enjoyed it a little too much and uh, well, yeah, just check it out.
1: Okay, Okay, some of y'all be tagging me in some weird stuff to do at. Okay, we got chicken. Don't show that vegan teacher. (laughs) Okay, what do we got? Oh, Oh! Am I interrupting something? Oh my god, what the mans do. Oh. Someone call the plumber, because my basement is flooded. (laughs) What is happening? Okay, oh, he's gonna do that thing with the thing? With the, with the thing? Yeah! Oh my god, I feel like I should be watching this in a private browser. Okay, I am confused sexually. Suddenly I'm attracted to cherry tomatoes. I don't know how to feel. This is all very new. Okay, I think I'm food-sexual, is that what they call that? Ah, it's attractive. Uh, I want that all over me and inside of me, I don't know. Sir, SIR, we have to stop meeting in the woods like this, okay, please, oh! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Food-sexual.
0: And for anybody that's listening to the show, you should see Jeremy's face right now. <laughs> he has no words whatsoever. <laughs> I,
2: I do have words, and they are... Oh, okay, you just,
0: you just have to think about help. it for a second. She
2: needs help. <laughs> okay, somebody, she needs therapy, she needs help. Um... All oh I saw there was what looked like a pretty good recipe for you know cooking quick in the woods. You know, a quick throw together that you can make just about anywhere. The dish actually looks pretty good. I have no oh, it's idea delicious. where. I have no idea where she's getting the uh, the sexual vibe from watching that. Uh, I well, think that's more her issue, and she might want to look into that. Well, to be
0: honest, I mean, I think I think it got to her when he sliced the tur- the chicken breast, and then he slid his finger inside and parted it in half. That seemed a little bit sexual to a chef. No, it doesn't. I see Not to nothing a chef. whatsoever. <laughs> that, but, that's but her the, issue. But the, well, the question is was the guy the chef actually doing it in a sexual way or was he doing it as a chef chef so you know. I've,
2: I've seen some of these TikToks with um with chefs and cooks and things like that mm-hmm. uh who are being overly kind of sexualized or you know whatever with the food they're trying to make it all sexy while they're doing it this didn't come off as at, you know as that at all so um I don't know. She's way out in left field on that one for me.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I mean, those are those are awesome TikToks, and I love getting Jeremy's reaction every time that we do. <laughs> this one was Woo! really like, "What's going on there?" <laughs> Anyways, um, over uh, these past few months, uh, many of you may not have known this because Jeremy's been keeping this a secret for a long time. Um, but Jeremy was actually a part of a movie that just uh, it just actually premieres today right it premieres uh today
2: it, it opens in theaters today
0: well jeremy i mean the floor is all yours please go ahead and uh share with everybody what's going on
2: well i was very privileged to be uh brought in as a part of true to the game three it's a series of films that were based on a series of books called true to the game and it is a wonderful production with a ton of just brilliant and wonderful actors i got to work with the amazing Vivica fox uh starletta dupois um my my very dear friend who brought me into it darius mccrary um malik uh barnard and i mean just a whole host of others um manny haley was the producer and uh was kind of the driving force behind this and um it's really a great it's really a great film i got to see it at the premiere at the screening the other night and as you see in a picture there that was uh the screening on um wednesday night and it was an absolute blast uh we had a great time and i really i'm very proud to be a part of this one um it it came out great production value is amazing our director david wolfgang did a brilliant job and it was just an honor for me to be a part of this cast that had so many strong strong performers um getting to share the screen you know with vivica fox um you know, was absolutely amazing and kind of had a little moment there. It was very funny. Um she actually admitted it in an interview at the at the screening in that she said she kind of geeked out a little bit when she realized who I was. Um, (laughs) Nice. And I and I said, well I did the same thing. You know, you're one of my favorite (laughs) actresses. you know, I, I didn't know you were in the scene I was doing. So I walk in and there's the beautiful and amazing Vivica Fox. And uh it was just it was really a wonderful experience and to get to share the screen with um just some amazingly talented people was great
0: nice and you actually here's a picture of you right there as detective Derek. what's what's your
2: role in this one um that's my role i play one of the detectives it's a uh kind of a street crime drama slash love story um i'm one of the behind the scenes detectives i won't give too much away but i'm i'm one of the good ones and uh yeah, it was it was a small part that I got brought in at the last moment. Uh, unfortunately, schedules, we didn't know if I was going to be able to be a part of this. So The part they originally had planned for me they had had to begin filming already with another actor and couldn't do reshoots once we confirmed i was going to be a part of it so they had this role it was a great role they actually wrote a couple of scenes in to extend the amount my character had to do and it was just a wonderful opportunity as well as it was the first time shooting during the pandemic for me Mm -hmm. and actually for all of us and that was a really unique experience because The director and the producers, A, they protected us, they made sure we were safe, protocols were followed on set, but you can't exactly act with a mask on. So again, we all had to be tested, you know, before we showed up on set, and they limited the amount of people in the room with us. They used camera angles to keep us distanced and separated to a degree, although you won't see it on film. Um, The angles they used allowed us to actually keep a certain amount of, uh, you know, social distancing going. So it was a really unique experience that way as well. Nice. And and of course, you guys shot this. Did you say that you guys shot
0: this pre or, or during the pandemic or post-pandemic?
2: During the pandemic, this was wow. this was filmed. So it was one of the, I mean, it was definitely the first project for me since the pandemic had started. And this was right in the thick of it. So, I mean, we were masked up at all times while we were not, you know, while we weren't filming. And like I said, we were limited to how many people were in the room. And they did their best with movie magic to keep us distanced a little bit uh, while still getting the right shots so it was a uh, very challenging for our director and for the producers to edit it together in the right way and to get the right shots but they did it and it looks absolutely amazing most people will not be able to tell that you know we were distanced or anything like that
0: Wow. Well, well, I mean, Jeremy, this is one movie I'm not going to go see because you're in it. Uh, (laughs) I may go see because Vivica's in it, you know, and she's gorgeous, but you not so much.
2: Um, (laughs) Thank you, brother. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) But I mean, it premieres in theaters today, all theaters, everywhere.
2: Um, I don't know the extent of the release. I'm not sure how many theaters, you know, there's an average release is usually in 1,500 to 3,000 theaters. I don't know what the numbers are, but it does hit theaters today. So, you know, look in your paper, check online, see if it's playing near you and go check it out. It's it really is an enjoyable film. They did a great job with it. And uh, I was really, really proud of what what came together when I saw the finished product.
0: Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of props. I'm kind of proud of you, too. All right. Just Thanks, brother.
2: A little bit of
0: props, but don't let it go to your head because, well, you know, I mean, I know that you're, it's whatever. <laughs> but, anyways, well, congratulations. I make sure you go ahead and check out. Uh, the movie that jeremy's in and uh you know i mean should be great i'm actually looking forward to seeing it to be honest with you all jokes aside i actually do want to see it uh it looks like it's a great cast uh it looks like it's it's a you know i'm curious to see how they filmed it during it like right in the thick of the pandemic and what kind of angles they use because that's actually very that's where the ingenuity comes in in filmmaking trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to make apples to oranges <laughs> you know? so that's definitely something that uh, that's definitely something that uh, that you know I I'm
2: curious about so we'll go ahead well, and check that out like I said I was very uh, excited to see the final product I had seen a lot of the dailies and the um, behind the scenes takes and stuff so to see it pieced together uh, like I said most people will not even be able to tell that you know we used some movie movie tricks to make us look uh, in closer proximity than we were in a lot of con- in a lot of cases so um Hmm. that it really is an enjoyable film um the first two i believe uh true to the game one and two are available on streaming i think one or both is available on netflix if anybody wants to check out the previous installments of this um but you can see the the crew everybody who who they just they gave every bit of themselves to this project and it is it's the, the production value, the performances, everything were just top notch.
0: Nice, man. Nice. And we got uh, Joni on the stream saying that she wants to go to the movie. She's like, yes, why are we not at the movie? All oh, right. Got to work. <laughs> and then she's like, let's go. So, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, I, I need to critique it.
2: You know, I'm just going to take duck, your. I, I'm just going to duct tape your mouth while we're in there.
0: <laughs> come on. That's no fun. I'm
2: just going to be like, boo,
0: boo, get that guy off the screen. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> I'm going to be like that all the entire time. <laughs> Anyways. Well, again, congratulations, Jeremy, great Thank accomplishment. You, Hopefully we see you in many other movies coming up uh, very soon. Uh, as far as uh, today's concern, there's a uh, very uh, unfortunate um, cur- uh, current events that are going on right now. Jeremy, uh, you got some news for us today.
2: Yeah, in the uh, it's just a rather, rather rare and unique situation, but with the high school shooting in Michigan, where we lost, I believe, three children were killed and uh, another 15 injured, um, the parents of the, the shooter have actually been charged with involuntary manslaughter and this is a very rare occurrence but the circumstances definitely seem to dictate it Um, you know we've had school shootings we've had mass shootings they've never held the parents responsible but in this case the facts seem to be coming out that not only did these parents buy an emotionally disturbed child who they knew was emotionally disturbed a gun five days before this but He was drawing violent pictures of the gun and shooting people at school with words on the pictures like the blood can't stop me and the voices won't stop and all kinds of stuff like this. Wow! This was brought to the parents' attention. The morning of the shooting, they were called into the school, shown the pictures and brought into a school meeting about this where they failed to tell administrators that he had actual access to a gun and might very well have it on him. They decided to keep that to themselves. So that is why they're being charged. Now, will they be able to actually get a conviction? That's gonna be very difficult. It's gonna be, there's a lot of he said, she said, there's gonna be a lot of, why did you do this? And then the interpretation of that. But the fact that they were charged and that the government is basically saying that the cops are basically saying and the judicial system is basically saying that you bear responsibility for this. You saw warning signs, you armed him, and then you ignored those warning signs when you knew he might be in possession of said weapon. So I think it is appropriate that they were charged. I listening to legal experts and reading what they're saying about this, it's going to be very, very tough to convict them. But I honestly, with all the facts coming out as we learn about them, and there may be more, it it sounds like it's the right thing to do. It sounds like they were negligent.
0: See, and when, when I first heard about this, I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense because the kid was of sound mind to go ahead and do what he did. So really, it's the kid's fault not the parents fault but after him what you just told me it seems that they had a hand in it involuntarily had a hand in it and they should actually be you know there should be repercussions to this i mean i mean at the same time i'm kind of torn with this too because at the Mm -hmm. same time i also have to look at it as well the parents probably saw that this kid was Mentally disturbed they probably figured okay, maybe giving them a gun might be a good hobby for him Which I don't see any parent actually thinking that way, but I guess they did and at the at, at, you know I just believe that maybe they also thought well. This is just a phase. He's going through they didn't think that this kid was gonna go ballistic and, and go nuts that's probably they just kept on ignoring those those warning signs
2: their parents of course they're gonna you know look for the best in their kid but the warning i mean this is all we're finding out in i mean different facts you know these are these are things that are coming out now so there could be more there maybe they did more i don't know yet but if you knew your child has access to a gun and your child is drawing pictures of himself killing his fellow students you think maybe you might want to mention it? I mean I'm I'm there is some culpability there. I mean it
0: again it's just it's one of those things where I honestly believe that it's gonna, like you said it's going to be difficult to prove it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be very difficult to prove it. And at this point I mean that's just I've never heard of that. This is new to me. This is actually very new to me. Like I've never heard of the parents being you know, like blame for something like this. This is completely like unorthodox in in, the legal system.
2: In the history of the mass school shootings that we've seen, you know, dating back to Columbine, no parent has been charged, you know? I mean, the Columbine students took the the assault rifles out of their grandfather's arsenal, but they didn't charge him. So again, there were factors that made them not do that. in this case there seems to be enough evidence that the parents were aware of the issues that they were aware that there was a problem and they did nothing about it. The so D's again, are
0: looking at it for, the D's are looking at it as negligence. Yes, they're the looking at it as part.
2: negligence which would justify a charge of involuntary, you know, manslaughter. It's not involuntary homicide, it's involuntary manslaughter which and, pretty
0: much would also carry a pretty big punishment as well, oh, not just it, for the
2: it definitely would carry a big punishment but again having them actually convicted over this is it's going to be story. a very different story and wow. we'll learn more about it as it happens like i said we could we could learn more maybe the parents did do more maybe they'll submit a filing where it says no we were doing this this and this we don't know that yet
0: wow well i guess like you said we're just going to go ahead and uh, wait and see what happens because this will be a first this will definitely be a first that not only would the parents of the killer be convicted but also charged that's something that has never happened in the history of these uh these horrible uh tragedies but we'll just have to wait and see in other uh news uh anchor cnn news anchor chris cuomo finally speaks out about his suspension from cnn his indefinite suspension he went ahead and said quote quick note about the obvious i've been suspended from cnn You know this already. It hurts to even say it. It's embarrassing, but I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do. It's embarrassing, but I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I have apologized in the past. I mean it. The last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. So what's going on is, if many of you don't know, Chris Cuomo is pretty much being Accused of helping his brother, former governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, during these uh, sexual allegations. Uh, he's been accused of hiding uh, certain things, almost like it, it seems like it's obstruction of justice in a sense. And uh, that carries a pretty big penalty, and it's, it's, it's been brought to the, the, uh, the, I believe, the prosecutor's attention that Cross is involved in this. CNN got hint of it, and they decided to suspend indefinitely Chris Cuomo. Uh, right now, it seems that, like, Fox is having a field day with this, by the way, obviously. I mean, they they don't like CNN, so they're just having a great old time talking about Chris Cuomo. Uh, former ABC News producer Shelly Ross, who actually was sexually harassed back in 2005 by Chris Cuomo, uh, said, uh, this is, I'm reading this off of Fox News, said an internal CNN review of his conduct surrounding his brother's harassment scandal would be insufficient. She said, quote, only an outside team of professionals can stop malicious neglectful or consciously wrong behavior by those who engage it in, in it or enable it so and she told this to fox news digital now i mean i've heard many different stories about chris cuomo nothing good he's a good anchor but as a person i've heard bad things i've heard that he's kind of a jerk in person i've heard You know different these are all hearsay of course nobody really I've never met the guy I don't have no idea but in this particular case um, it seems that they're also alleging that Chris is helping family he's trying he was trying to help his brother out because it's his brother now I don't know I mean suspension I think is 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 uh, is a good thing that they did with him because I mean CNN cannot be involved in anything that's going on at least until he clears his name or he clears whatever mess he's in right now but whether or not he's found he's guilty of this or not, it's kind of hard because the Cuomo brothers are pretty freaking close. So it, I really wouldn't be surprised if Chris actually did help his brother out.
2: Honestly, I mean, speaking as, you know, a guy who is incredibly close to his brother, I can understand the instinct. But I can also tell you my brother knows damn well that if he ever did something atrocious like, you know, sexually assault someone or otherwise i wouldn't hide his ass i wouldn't you know i wouldn't i mean i'd be there for him because he's my brother but there's no way i would help him get away with it cover it up or otherwise every one of my brothers knows that about me um you know it's it's a tough case i think it'll all come out i mean if he actually hid these things he's gonna pay a price um you know family cannot be f- I believe, well, at least parents and children cannot be forced to testify against each other. Um, you know, uh, spouses cannot be forced to testify against each other. I don't know if that applies to, you know, all family members. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, has he screwed up? It looks like it. Um, I don't have access to all the facts, but if he tried to hide anything about his brother's activities. I don't give a dang if it's family or not, you know, you, you definitely crossed the line. And it's just, it's just so like, it throws so many people
0: on the loop. I mean, you got Don Lemon that has been Chris Cuomo. Like they've been like a tag team together on the CNN news desk. I mean, they've been going back and forth. They're good friends. And Don's actually been like radio silent about this whole thing. I'm sure that it hurts him to 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 hear this obviously, but I mean I'm I'm wondering what the rest of CNN is thinking right now, Chris. I mean, this is this is just this is just actually like really it just throws an entire network in a tailspin. Not being able to like you don't look at the same person the same way again anymore after that. Well,
2: I mean, it certainly um, it it undercuts credibility, you know, for a news station, that's for sure. Uh, but again, As we've seen in this country, you don't need credibility to spew whatever idiotic stuff you want to say on TV. I mean, as I've brought up before, you know, CNN's no worse than Fox. They're no better either. You know, Fox has been forced to admit they're not a news station. Go check it out. They've been forced to admit in court that they're not a news station because they They have literally like one guy who actually does news the rest of their shows are all talking heads giving their opinions just like we're doing but we don't claim to be a news station correct you know they claim they in in all outside they claim to be a news station yet they have been forced multiple times in court to admit they're not a news station they're just a bunch of talking heads giving opinions and cnn basically does the same thing so one of the reasons why i don't get most of my news from american you know Networks. I watch the BBC. I watch all sorts of international news. I, you know, I find them to be more balanced. I get a better picture of what's going on. Well, because they don't have any hidden
0: agendas. That's why.
2: So that's that's where I get most of my news from. You know, I, I pay attention to what's going on here and what the others are saying, but I don't trust it for the most part because 90%, as you and I have talked about, back in the 70s when the GOP pushed to eradicate the equal time, you know, limits for news where they made it so you could be completely biased and they did it because they were starting fox news and wanted a propaganda network it's all fact it's all there you know that's what news in america has become it's become propaganda networks telling you what you want to hear if you're a democrat oh you watch this one because they're telling you what you want to hear if you're a republican you watch this one because you're you know they're telling you what you want to hear that's not news and it's very detrimental to our country on both sides people need to hear the opposite side not why they're evil, why the real you know the real meat behind the issue from the other side as well so they can make an informed informed opinion. but unfortunately in this country on both sides of the issue, people don't want to hear it. they want to be told they're right and that's why they look to their news stations now.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's funny because I mean, you know, as you know, I went, I, I got my degree in journalism, and mm-hmm. one of the rules, well, one of the many rules in journalism is always, uh, just always be honest, always tell the truth, and always be accurate. Now, that those rules have somehow gone, gone by, out by the it. window. Oh yeah. yeah, out the window. There's no on, such thing as accuracy. Mm-hmm. No, there's no such thing as accuracy or truth anymore. It's all. It's all, it's all. It's all. It's all it's all matter of fact it's all matter of opinion
2: it's one of the reasons why i still i i really do watch a lot of bbc news and reports coming out of there because they still have the journalism laws in place where both sides have to be given their time and their due you know you are getting a more full picture you are getting both sides of the issue when you're watching a bbc report because they're forced to still That's something you don't get here anymore.
0: Well, because they're a part of a of a monarchy. They're not a part. They don't have you know. uh, They don't have uh, political parties per se. Uh, They answer to only one, which is you know the queen.
2: I mean, that's pretty much it. Sort of. The, so the Queen is, is, you know, a figurehead, essentially. Um, the Prime Minister is the, daily, is the equivalent of the President, in that the Prime Minister is the one who does the day-to-day governing and stuff like that. They could put through a law, like the you know, Americans did in, back in the 70s, to eradicate fair journalism and allow one-sided bias. But they have chosen not to do so. Why? Because it undermines the whole point of, of a news station. It undermines the point of people being truly informed. But, you know, we were okay with that back in the 70s, and look where it's gotten us. I mean, that's the truth. Look where it's gotten us. Before 1977 or 78, I believe it was, you had to give equal time to both sides of the issue. That is no longer the case. Now True. we have propaganda networks, nothing more
0: very true well for the time being as you know uh until uh chris figures out exactly what's going to happen with his future i mean because it's not just his career that's on the line it's his life too because if they find him you know like that he had any involvement that's very serious that's like very very serious for him and who knows if that could involve jail time but for right now uh, he's been suspended indefinitely, and uh, Michael uh Smirconish is going to be filling him filling in for him from this point on until they figure something out. In other news, Jeremy, you got <laughs> you got some uh, some pretty awesome crazy news going on today involving Governor of Missouri hiding uh, mask data. What, what in the world is going on in Missouri?
2: Yeah, in, in Missouri, the governor had his own research teams that came to him and provided conclusive data that showed that the masks and mask mandates were working and were one of the most effective measures that we had to combat and slow the coronavirus. And he intentionally hid that data because it doesn't agree with his political stands and the right wing supporters that are the majority of his voters in Missouri. He's been anti mask, although he claims he's not, he's had many statements that have been anti mask. He's anti mask mandates, yet he's had information in his hands that shows clearly that they are effective and one of the best tools we have at slowing the spread of coronavirus. And yet he chose for his own political agenda to hide that information. The only reason it became public is because an outside group filed an information request act and he was forced by a judge to release it. And in essence, he's been endangering his constituents at the same time. Absolutely. But that's why, you know, it, it, it helped him politically. It made his political, you know, supporters happy. So that's what he did. It's absolutely atrocious. And if it was a Democrat doing it, I'd be calling him out too you don't hide valuable data that shows how we stop this because you're trying to hold on to your job wow that's just that's just that's tragic
0: to hear that because i mean you would think that these people that we elect are there in their seats to protect us to protect our well-being to protect our they're there for our best interest and when you hear something like this it just goes back to proving that we can't trust all politicians we can't trust them because of this this guy gives a lot of politicians a bad name and it's very unfortunate because i mean how many how many like cases were there in in missouri i mean there was a lot from what i understood it was oh, yeah, a lot. Not, they were overran with like their
2: hospital beds were full to capacity. They couldn't get anybody. Especially when the Delta variant came rushing through. Missouri was one of the hardest hit states. And yet this man was withholding information wow. for to tell people how to best protect themselves. Unbelievable. That's disgusting. Unbelievable. So I'm curious, now
0: that this is out in the light, is there, are there gonna be is there gonna be any legal recourse against him for what he did?
2: No, there's no legality for that. I mean, he's the highest up there. What are they going to be able to do? He can claim, oh, I did it because of this. I did it. The only recourse is to vote his butt out. That's it.
0: But shouldn't the
2: federal government
0: like I know that states are independent. I get that. But this was technically a federal mandate in a sense. And he is a part of the federal government because he's the governor of a state. So technically, isn't he is isn't he? Uh breaking the law, the federal law of mask mandates?
2: Mask mandates have only been federal for certain things. It is not an overall blanket policy. And as we're seeing right now, it's being challenged and effectively challenged in certain ways in court. There have been a few federal judges who have actually blocked some of the um, you know, national mandates so far Um, the newest one was i believe the healthcare workers uh mandate that was a national mandate has been blocked and held up at the moment uh by a federal judge until they can do more digging basically and you know inspect more i guess so i think what we're talking about here is more the governor based mandates you know the Things that have been left in the hands of the governors. And again, that's the separation of the state and the federal, um, you know, like given Ron DeSantis in in Florida has basically said they're going to sue any business that puts a mask mandate into effect. Wow. That's what he, he's chosen to do. And he's already brought uh, two companies into into court because they put forward a mask mandate for their workers these are did, things that a governor does have control over
0: did you hear about what he's trying to do too about the whole independent military thing that he wants to actually create his own
2: military like independently I from rarely, only i rarely listen to what that <laughs> idiot has to say i, <laughs> I seriously heard about this. i he, like are, he's are you an kidding abs- me? he's an absolute moron. And I honestly, I mean, I debate the guy in a second and shred him on about a thousand different points. He, he has, <laughs> he, he is an idiot. And he honestly, I mean, please, it's like the people who want Texas to secede and think that Texas is going to become some national powerhouse or some military power. Please go ahead and do that. See how it works out for you. It's well, they wanted not...
0: to do that. They wanted to do that for California too. They wanted to like separate Northern oh, and Southern to... California.
2: No, 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 no. They floated the idea. It has never actually come up for major vote, and it's never been a big pressing point. Texas and Florida have talked about it very seriously for a long time. And truthfully, I mean, be my guest. See how that works out for you. <laughs> Florida's economy is not strong enough. You know, California is the number five economy in the world, okay? As a as a state, they're the number five economy in the world behind four countries so yes california actually would have a shot at seceding and being its own thing texas doesn't figure into that list neither does florida so you tell me how they're going to support all of their services how they're going to come up with their own military and their own military funding and budget without the federal government it's a pipe dream and honestly it'll go a heck of a lot worse than you know people think and if you don't believe that Go talk to people in Britain about how Brexit, how Brexit went and yeah. the consequences they're dealing with now over all of that. Ask them how it's going and if they regret what they did. And the general opinion, the majority opinion, is yes, it was a mistake and we don't like this. So, you know, I, I I'm sorry. I, guy like Ron DeSantis can say whatever he wants he blows smoke almost as hard as Trump you know half of what he, half of what he says is absolute bs he says whatever he feels at the moment and honestly the guy his policies his his stubbornness he he i i have no respect for somebody De- like him De-
0: DeSantis was so far up Trump that i had no idea whose lips i was listening to whenever Trump spoke his or yeah trumps i don't know it's crazy but anyways well that's actually pretty tragic what's going on in missouri but hopefully they they do something about this now that they have this new information the actual information and they'll start protecting themselves and well here's hoping right in entertainment news uh the da pretty much uh watched uh the sit down that alec baldwin had with george stephanopoulos uh earlier this week where pretty much uh Alec he explained what happened on the set of rust uh, how the accident happened he said that he never pulled the trigger actually he what he did was he pulled back on the hammer and when he let go of the hammer that's when the gun went off but he never pulled the trigger that wasn't the shot that that uh, that was supposed to happen he was just pulling it backwards he cocked the gun and then he pulled the hammer back and the hammer went off and so he never pulled the trigger but the district attorney right now is being and and he's also he's also basically saying that he doesn't feel like he's at fault for anything that happened people the people that were responsible for the props and everything else you know or anybody else like but he doesn't feel like he's at fault something like that something to that effect exactly but the district attorney of this is saying quote once i have had the opportunity to review the complete investigation certain individuals may be criminally uh, culpable for his or her actions and or inactions on the set of rust so she's not she's not letting go of this she's definitely trying to get to the bottom line of who exactly is at fault and who needs to be prosecuted for the death of this young woman and i mean it's just it's been this this entire situation i think this was bigger because i don't remember this being that huge when uh, when uh, Brandon Lee when Brandon Lee got killed I, I I mean then again there wasn't that much social media as we've talked before there's more social media now so there's more uh, there's more activity but at this point it just it just seems that this news has just been going and going and going and so far, uh, they still haven't found exactly who was at fault. They're pretty much blaming everybody right now. Everybody's, well, I mean, like the whole thing goes, everybody's innocent till proven guilty. And that's what the district attorney is doing right now. She's like, nobody leave town, because I still
2: need to go ahead and interview and investigate what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, as I've said, I mean, I'm glad the DA is not letting this go. I want her to get to the bottom of this. I really do. Because it's absolutely unacceptable for this to have happened again and as an actor i do not believe that alec baldwin bears responsibility that's my personal but i've i've been as i've talked about before i've held multiple guns i was handed one at eight years old on the show very first season i was holding a 357 magnum every time i've ever held a gun on set it has been the the barrel's been loaded with lead and made completely unfireable or all the firing mechanisms were removed, or it was a styrofoam gun that looked incredibly realistic. There are a thousand different ways this has been done. So again, whoever had live bullets on set is culpable. Whoever had a live, a a weapon that could actually fire on set is culpable in my opinion and as producer maybe alec does bear some responsibility for not making sure things were followed properly not making sure protocol was being done you know if he's a producer then he does have responsibility as an actor if you are handed a weapon and are informed that it is safe and that you go through the checks and this can't fire and everything else well how are you supposed to have any responsibility there I mean, short of taking the gun to a firing range and shooting it over and over and over. I mean, I, I have, like I said, there's there's my own personal, I have opened every gun I've ever had if it opens so I can see and make sure there's no bullets in the chamber I have, but I've never been handed a live weapon. That is not an actor's responsibility. If you have an armorer on set, their job is to make sure everybody's safe. If you have, you know, a safety crew on set, it is their job to make sure everybody is safe. And as a producer, Alec may very well bear some responsibility for not making sure those things were followed properly. But as an actor, that is not his responsibility. It is his response. It is their responsibility to make sure they are handing him a safe weapon. Well, you, you actually said the
0: magic word. Whoever brought live ammo to the set, is culpable now why would they bring live ammunition to the set that doesn't make any sense I mean that just that just makes no sense to bring live ammunition to a movie set you're not gonna go ahead unless unless someone had bad intentions but I mean that's just I don't understand why anybody would bring live rounds they should all be blanks you know same thing with with uh, with Brandon Lee why was there a live round in there that makes no sense
2: i mean and actually hold on brandon it wasn't actually a live round unfortunately with brandon there was a slug trapped in the barrel that nobody knew about and when the uh dummy bullet went off it forced it out but isn't there was
0: master's like job to check and make sure that everything's clean the guns clean everything's out
2: Absolutely. But if it's been properly blocked up, you're not going to be able to see through that barrel. You're not going to be able to fit anything through it. You're not going to. So apparently this that's just my understanding of what went down with Brandon was that there was a slug that had been stuck inside the the lead or whatever else they used to block up the barrel. And the force from the dummy bullet actually forced it out. So it wasn't a live round, actually within his case now again i'm not sure how that could be checked yes the responsibility does still fall on the the person you know the prop master armorer, whatever you want to call it um but again in this situation an actor should never be ha- handed a live a live weapon never Correct. there's no excuse for it there's Correct. no excuse for any weapon on set to have the capability of killing someone Correct. there's no Correct. excuse with today's technology with the effects they can do i mean the guns in blade runner were the original blade runner were all foam they were all foam they wow. look incredibly real but they were all foam okay why can't you do that now it could be done pretty easily it was a hard foam so it looked right you know again it's it's a it's a shit show all around pardon my french but it is it's it's absolutely atrocious that this happened again and there need to be some overall guidelines put in place it's unacceptable that a live weapon is ever on set on a film or a tv show or anything else it's ridiculous
0: agreed agreed but, you know, I mean, right now this case is still ongoing. District Attorney is not letting anybody off the hook. She does, I mean, the District Attorney does not care if you're Alec Baldwin or not. If you're if you're a part of a crime scene, guess what? You're going to be a suspect just as much as anybody else. So we'll just have to go ahead and wait and see what happens. In other news, Jeremy, you got a crazy, crazy news story that I just blew my mind when you told me about it that karens are getting together to protect their children against learning about martin luther king what in the blue hell is going on
2: well, there is a Tennessee mothers group who has taken an issue to court because their children are being traumatized learning about Martin Luther King and the realities of what he faced in the struggle for civil rights. Wow! And they've ta- they've taken issue specifically with two pictures, the whites-only pictures that are in the book, and the pictures of the uh, police officers using fire hoses on the protesters now i'm sorry i've been to china i've worked in china and i can tell you right now where this kind of thinking leads there's an entire generation in china who does not know or believe that tiananmen square happened wow do you get does anybody remember tiananmen square you remember the pictures that we all saw live on television of chinese tanks rolling over people in tiananmen square rolling over students okay There is an entire generation in China who does not know that happened and does not believe it happened. That's where this kind of thinking gets us. Okay. I mean, this is ridiculous. If you have to be able to acknowledge our faults. You have to be able to acknowledge reality. And America is America is not the golden child who's never made any mistakes and never done anything horrific. Okay. It is history. It is no different than teaching about slavery. It is no different than teaching about anything in our history. And they're claiming that their children have had to seek therapy and stuff from learning about this. And I mean, seriously, to use one of their, you know, one of the, this kind of side of the arguments, favorite phrases, what a bunch of snowflakes. Really? You can't learn about actual history. And this is going to somehow scar your children it's real they're not sitting there showing them graphic pictures of the dogs ripping their arms off or any of the other horrific things that happened they're showing basic truths about our history and you know this this moms group says oh you're harming our kids get
0: out of here if anything you're trying like like they're trying to teach their kids about how evil people can be i mean in in a given situation they're trying to teach these children what not to do. The mistakes that we've done in the past. Remember the old saying, those who do who, who fail history are doomed to repeat it in summer school. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> like me. Um, but, that, I mean, the fact of the matter is that we are doomed to repeat it. And if these kids do not watch even the worst things... I mean, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to go to the uh the museum of tolerance mm-hmm. and i still I still to this day I have not gone I've, I've always wanted to go to the museum of tolerance and it's it's because and many people if you're not from california if you're not from southern california los angeles the museum of tolerance basically depicts all the evil and good that our history world history has had and it's it shows uh pictures of auschwitz it shows You know the internment camps it shows everything Mm -hmm. and that's why it's called the museum of tolerance now if someone were to come in and say oh we got to tear that down that's 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 uh that's too much for children Blah 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 i've seen kids go i've seen kids in Mm -hmm. the fifth grade that go on field trips there they come out of there crying but at the same time they are also educated they're illuminated they're like i don't want to be that I don't want to be that person I don't want to be a hateful person I want to be a person of love I want to be a person of acceptance I want to be a person of tolerance I don't want to be that you know that is the new generation that's what the new generation should be and these mm-hmm. mothers what they're trying to do they're trying to destroy that That's it's, stupid
2: it- It's a very, very um, dangerous road we're going down with this. You know, there there is a group of people in this country who want to completely whitewash American history as to, you know, continue this narrative that America has always been this just wonderful place. And the truth is, we haven't. You know we're a nation founded on hypocrisy we're a nation of men who said freedom for all except those guys because we, we we want them to work for no pay for us you know i'm sorry that's a fact now has this country done wonderful things absolutely have we come a long way since then absolutely but you cannot ignore the mistakes of the past you can't you have to learn from them i'm sorry it may be harsh And again, they're still shielding these children from, you know, because these are elementary age children, they're still shielding them from the true brutality of this. I mean, they're not showing them the most graphic stuff. And they're certainly not telling them that, you know, you have that this is all America was about. This is a piece of American history and it's a fact. But it's too uncomfortable for some people so they don't want to talk about it. So
0: stupid. It's like Do these parents not understand that eventually these kids will grow up and They will see they have to like face the real world There is a real world out there and they will have to face it and they're gonna have to make decisions And they're gonna have to you know and those decisions that they make are either gonna make or break their lives That's what these parents. That's what these mothers these Karens need to understand once and for all that if nobody had taught them about this well then again (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if they're protesting about it doesn't this, doesn't seem to have made much of a difference for them. Exactly, but... it's unbelievable. Well, I just,
2: I, I was, I, I was, like I said, my, it's a I very was dumbfounded. It's a very dangerous road, man. I'm telling you, I've seen it. Okay, I mean, we don't want to become China, right? We're not into this whole complete authoritarian. They control our thought and everything else, right? That's supposed to be the whole big thing. Well, that's where this road leads. If you're going to ignore facts because it's uncomfortable and you're going to paint your own version of history this is the road you're headed down and i i've seen it i've seen it in in reality in china i mean they, they are uneducated about their own history because the government will not allow anybody to learn about it we don't want to be that that is not what our country is about and it is not the road we want to go down
0: well here's hoping that these karens do not get their way In other news, we uh, spoke last week about a movie that was going to be based on... uh on, uh, on an author name, uh, named um, uh, Alice Siebold's uh, life and how she got raped uh, in Syracuse. and as we talked about the the person she accused of raping her it turns out that it wasn't him and I actually need to retract something I said that he was he spent like 40 or 20 or 40 years in prison. he actually spent 15 years in prison but that's still 15 years like you said, Jeremy, he's not getting back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went ahead and apologized to him uh, for making the mistake that she did. Anthony Broadwater, uh, according to 2Fab.com, says that uh, has accepted Alice C. Bold's apology. And he says, quote, uh, It comes sincerely from her heart. She knowingly admits what happened. I accept her apology. Uh, it, was a, it was a big relief. It must have taken a lot of courage to come to terms and make that apology. Uh, It's still painful to me because I was wrongfully convicted, but this will help me in my process to come to peace with what happened. He took the bigger, he was a bigger person for this.
2: You know, I mean. Hey, it's, you forgive people for yourself, not for other people. You know, you forgive people who've done you wrong in this life so that you don't have to live with that anger and hatred so it doesn't eat you away it really doesn't have to do with making the other person feel better or otherwise he really did take the high road i'm very happy to see him taking that tact with it and again as i mean I don't know all the details in this, but from what we've seen, it was a mistaken identity that mm-hmm. led to his conviction. This was not a case of out, her outright lying about him mm-hmm. and claiming, "Oh no, this is absolutely the man." This was a case of mistaken identity. I would say that makes it easier to accept that apology and to really feel that it's heartfelt. Um, I'm not sure I, if I'm not sure I would be able to believe it was heartfelt if it was the other way around i mean if she had knowingly known he was not the man but accused him anyway um that's a very different situation so i'm very happy he took that you know that path um i i honestly saw you know what she wrote in the apology and everything else and it seemed heartfelt as well um i mean who among us would want to be responsible for somebody wrongly losing 15 years of their life correct
0: correct and uh you know she's that's guilt that she's gonna have to live with and but I mean at this point it seems that Anthony he could start his life now and uh, try to go ahead and do something in sports. Anthony Brown, uh, I'm sorry, Antonio Brown and uh, and another Buccaneer has they have been suspended for two games because they did they pulled an Aaron Rodgers. Well, technically they didn't pull an Aaron Rodgers. They no, they outright, went one further. They, they went they, one further. They outright. They outright. L- outright lied i can't talk right now uh this is coming from instagram's uh sb nation says quote antonio brown and tampa bay buccaneers teammate mike edwards have each been suspended three games for lying about their vaccination status yes they did go a little bit further <laughs> according to nfl insider ian Rappaport, neither player will appeal brown's former chef, uh, chef Steven Ruiz alleged that Brown had secured a fake vaccination card before the start of the season to get around the NFL's COVID protocols, according to a report in
2: Tampa Bay Times. So yeah, they did take it a little bit further than Rogers did. Oh yeah, no, he just knowingly evaded and, you know, lied by admission. They actually went out, purchased fraud, or at least Antonio Brown, it seems to, purchased fraudulent documents to help lie to the nfl and to his employers and uh this is coming on the heels of i believe it was announced earlier today that a nurse in south carolina is being charged and prosecuted for falsifying um COVID vaccination cards for I heard about our patients. Yeah, I heard So about this is, this is an issue. This is a problem. And again, whether you agree with vaccine mandates or getting vaccinated or otherwise, your employer has the right to keep people safe how they see fit. And if you don't like it, you can choose to work somewhere else. That's your choice. Their choice is you're going to follow our rules or you don't work for us. Pretty much, pretty much, and uh, now they're paying the consequences, and that's
0: going to hurt their team mm-hmm. at this point. That's really going to because they're two, uh, they're two of their top players, especially Mike Evans. That right there, that that that's going to hurt Tom Shady. I mean Brady. Sorry, <laughs> you know, mistaken word My bad. It's my, my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so bad for Tampa Bay, though. I'm sure. I really do. I'm, I'm crying. I'm Sure, you really do. Crying, I'm broken I, up about I, it I, on the inside. I can, on.
2: I can feel the heartfelt sympathy for them. Oh,
0: come I mean, come on, they're they're a stand up group of guys. Jeremy, I mean, they don't cheat. <clears throat> Deflategate. <clears throat> Sorry, I got to clear my throat no, there no, for
2: a no, second. No, no, don't not be including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that. I
0: know the I know I know, don't but the two main Tom guys, ba- but the two main guys that are a part of it, Brady and Gronk, they were a part of it. And they're, now they're playing for them, and, well, we're, not, we're just not going to go there because that's just going to open up a whole can of worms that I just don't want to talk about in other, in other sports news. Now, this is something that actually appeared on Twitter about the WWE having seat fillers for their events now this is this is actually uh something from a stream uh coming from at macho macho beard at the macho beard actually and this is this is crazy i don't know maybe i could go ahead and play this
1: somebody who
2: hopefully paid a lot of money for the seat you're you're sitting in comes back and is very confused as to why you are sitting there kindly and politely
1: explain hey listen i'm a seat filler i'm with wwe i'm only sitting here until you get back most of the time that will solve all problems.
0: Sometimes people want to argue, they want to insult, they want to get into a uh,
2: confrontation about
0: it. Please do not confront or argue back, okay? I will have eyes on you guys. I promise I'll come over and rescue you if you need to be rescued, all right? So, um, uh, I might move you guys one time. I might move you 50 times. I am giving you a heads up I am going to move you a lot. Now, again, this is something that uh, WWE has been accused of in the past, um, <laughs> and right now it just seems that it, it seems that it's it's uh, become a little bit of an issue here um, because this is something that many people are, including AEW. AEW being accused right now that Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, um, has bought tickets. Two AEW events in order to fill the seats or whatever that's just a rumor now there's always been a rumor during the wcw wwe the the monday night wars that wwe would go ahead and have seat fillers but they never admitted to it could this video be somebody random that they chose to go ahead and put out there to make wwe look bad or is this true is this a seat filler thing i mean if it is, that's a huge secret that the WWE has been keeping under wraps for years,
2: and now it's out. Not exactly. Okay, not exactly, because people are using seat filler as as a overall term. They're not filling seats of tickets they didn't sell. What, they, what you just saw on camera is what the Academy Awards, the Grammys, and what every other major production does. When someone gets up to go to the bathroom or goes to the concession stand, they have someone sit in the seat so that it doesn't look empty on camera. That's not the same thing as buying tickets to fill it out or hiring seat fillers because you didn't sell enough tickets. There's a very big distinction there. People do this all the time on almost every live major broadcast because it looks bad to have empty seats. That does not suggest that they're actually filling out empty seats with people they've hired. A seat filler is nothing more than somebody who literally, like he said, I may move you 50 times because when someone gets up to go to the bathroom or someone goes to concessions, they have them sit down so that it doesn't look empty. That's a very different thing than like with the AEW or the other stuff that WWE has been accused of.
0: Well, I mean, one thing, one thing's for sure, the WWE is not happy with this leak. And uh, I'm sure AEW is going to have a field day with it. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, another episode of the Navarro Miller Report. And as always, Jeremy, displeasure. I hope I don't get to see you until I have to see you on Monday, but it is what it is. What can I do? Just don't call me then. I won't have to talk to you. It'll be fine. You, You know what? I call you to bug you. That's the
2: only reason why
0: I call you. That's it. That's it. <laughs>
2: uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. It's been fun.
0: Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that notification button to get uh, alerts of when we go live. Also, we still got a GoFundMe out there. Click on it. Donate if you can. Uh, show some love. We're trying to get some new equipment to get uh, to get you uh, the best possible show uh, that we can give you. Uh, remember, there is a new omicron variant out there please be safe it's already here in the states one case in minnesota another case in california Uh, so please make sure you have your mask practice hygiene have your sanitizer with you and just be careful out there and we will go ahead and see you again on monday thank you so much for watching have a great weekend everyone
2: You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.